listening and ears and uh, a rhythm exercise so to explore like um, um, one 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 is uh, starting with a rhythm like and the other one is repeating that rhythm I mean we are both um, both playing the bass bass so it would be easy to follow rhythm and here but with a team you see okay how 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 difficult it is to listen to rhythm and to repeat it because once you repeat the rhythm you've got it and then you repeat it and you repeat it and then there's a danger of running into an automatism yeah like it happens with music as well yeah we we and then we think about something different and then we're suddenly out of tune <laughs> yeah Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Lunch Project Manager podcast for the 7th of January 2024. This is your host, Nigel Creaser, and today I have Iris Clermont on, the business coach. So, I have a number of sponsors, affiliate links. Um, in the way that it's set up um, that have kindly allowed me to uh, um, share their services really. The first one um, is Mike Lane and Mike runs PM online PM courses and it is a great resource for um, getting those fundamentals of project management uh, trained, reasonably priced uh, and Mike um, presents it in an accessible and um, uh, clear manner. Um, you can check out some of his um, uh, videos on, on his YouTube channel and kind of give you a view of where they are. But um, the, the code for that, if you go to nigelcreaser.com slash online PM courses, all, all one word, lowercase, that'll redirect you to it. Um, there's varying different levels that you can um, buy. You can buy individual courses, you can buy pathways as well if you like um, and I get a kickback off those uh, Mike kindly uh, shares me that so um, if you do jump on and use it I hope you find it really useful um, I think he has money back guarantees and things like that as well so there's a very limited risk um, on that so uh, jump on that and that again it's nigelcreaser.com slash online pm courses and enjoy Hello there. I have not done any of my um, sort of little chatty bits at the beginning of episodes for quite some time due to uh, a little bit of craziness of business. And uh, this one's a bit late because of Christmas and get my act together again. Um, so, Happy New Year to all of you out there. Um, I hope 2023, um, if it was good, that you were able to reflect and have some fun. If it was bad, you were able to push it out of the way and move on. And into 2024, I hope you've got some great plans for 2024. I know I have. Um, I was going to do a review of the year, and I might do something uh, and drop that in as an extra episode uh, if I get a chance. 
um, just to look back over 2023 um, and, and uh, kind of thinking about some of the things I think I've learned both from my experience is generally outside but also from the podcast itself but I'm not promising that one you know what I'm like um, so what's going on so I had a great uh, break um, actually 2023 was pretty good for me so I had a good time to reflect on what was happening how life has moved on um, quite a bit different to the year before and starting 2024 in a very positive mindset actually which I wasn't necessarily doing that in 2023 um, and I've got a few uh, new little projects in the pipeline um, I've got a conversation in a, in, a, in a week or so but I'll talk about that just a little tease there on, on some upcoming writing um, which uh, I'm looking forward to um, and uh, podcast obviously we're carrying on as ever with the multiple uh, releases uh, seem to be getting growth some great growth in the year looking for some more growth I uh, would appreciate um, any of you guys and I think I mentioned it a couple of times on here uh, just sharing the podcast with your colleagues and friends really does help get them uh, involved um, a quick shout out to uh, Mike Clayton one of our uh, sponsors um, Mike uh, has a, a fantastic YouTube channel with over 600 videos on there helping people in the project management arena it's a great place to jump on and get some knowledge uh, he's also one of my early interviewees um, and he was very kind to include me in uh, his sort of two, two um, project management YouTube videos that he put on um, just little one, one minute snippets of, of advice and guidance from us which I contributed to which um, was good and I was in some great company there quite humbled to be on there so uh, jump along to his uh, YouTube channel you'll be able to find it there um, which is entertaining um, I'm trying to think what else we've got we don't think we've got a great deal else to say other than um, enjoy the, the podcast and uh, speak to you later Cheers now. Bye. Another great sponsor of the show it comes in the form of Air Manual. Um, Air Manual is a well, it's a tool for documenting process, which um, and best practices. Um, uh, it's run. It's, it's a company formed by guy, one of my uh, interviewees. Alexis Kingsbury. Um, essentially, uh, and, I, and I kind of summarised why my view of where we see documentation and my experience has been, people will document something, a process, they'll put it in a, a Visio diagram that gets loaded onto a SharePoint site or something similar, and then a bunch of, pro that, so then once that, that diagram has been shared with senior management, they're happy they have a process in the business, but then the, the detailed procedures underneath it might be in Word documents, in, uh, just poorly kept and not linked easily and not updated and what Air Manual does it allows you to put in a it's a tool for doing this kind of thing you whack it in uh, the service in there get in there put in your process your flow and you build it down to as low a level of detail even to the point of checklists where people check off they've done it so it creates that um, uh, guided checklists um, easy to create easy to maintain and all in one place and no one's kind of rooting around to find the SharePoint and then when you change to new SharePoint services and all that stuff, it's all 
there. So if you pop along to nigelpreeser.com slash airmanual, um, there's a bit more detail there and a link there to click on to um, go and get, I think uh, they offer a trial and things like that. So uh, uh, it, uh, it, it's something that I think uh, can easily um, reduce the amount of errors, rework, etc. within our organisation. So um, yeah, take a look. I am delighted to welcome Iris Clement to the show. Iris is an internationally accredited professional coach and a graduated mathematician. And as a business coach for project managers, managers and teams, she's travelled the world delivering successful in-business programmes for more than 25 years, offering a clear focus on business objectives uh, combined with developing leadership and project management skills within the day-to-day business itself. Participants would need courage to develop skills um, and ways of working, the courage to discover new ways of communicating so that finally they can celebrate the success and share their insights and uh, get benefits with the programme team. She's the number one best-selling author with the book Team Magic, and her latest book, Team Rhythm, is storming up the charts. Iris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Welcome, Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah, call me what you want. I answer to most things. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit more about your impressive sort of um, experience that you've got there. Tell us a little bit where, where you are and, 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 uh, and so forth, family, friends hobbies, anything. Yeah, wow, yeah. And uh, thank you for the nice and beautiful introduction. Reminded me of my life story, basically. I'm thinking <laughs> about 25 years backwards from now. And I, yeah, I love math- mathematics, therefore I studied math-, math, and I love music as well. I play double bass and uh, flute and singing, and uh, therefore I come Combine both both of that in my business world. So I started as a software developer uh, in first GSM design for those mobile phones <laughs> in 1991, um, and then my journey went to a consultancy, business consultancy, and I traveled worldwide. And um, then I went into project management. Uh, I was basically the first female project manager uh, at Nokia in Europe. Uh, at that time, it was purely men out there. <laughs> now it luckily changed. Yeah. And um, yeah, and um, then I discovered the world of yeah coaching, team coaching, and basically from consultancy, I recognized okay, telling people what quite great ideas I have doesn't attract them to really realize my ideas. It's uh, better to ask other people how they see it. The experts who are in the field, they, they have the best ideas. And asking them traveled me towards um, coaching. And yeah, I was traveling a lot uh, while I was raising three boys, <laughs> and uh, which was another project as well. So yeah. keeping them healthy, having daily uh, mothers around. And yeah, and th- during that time I was writing Team Magic, and now I have more space because my three kids are adults now, and coming and joining into the, the jobs now. And yeah, and the first T 
team exercises that I explored, I tried it out with the three boys. And when they started fighting with each other, I thought, okay, that is not a good idea. And that is not a good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were your tester, crash test dummies. Yeah, yeah. In the early beginning. <laughs> yeah, okay. And this thing exercises very good as well. Conflict solving, which is one of the key topics, is as well um, good with kids. I mean, uh, listening and repeating what they really want is much more easy than jumping in and sorting out uh, what's ongoing. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting actually because uh, um, the latest episode that's just come out is. Um, Conversation we've had, uh, had with an, uh, Anara. Oh, I'm going to break her name again. Asibakova. Um, the Little PM book, which uh, her and her husband and her two children create, co created um, as a teaching kids how to use project management skills. And obviously, these skills, these interacting and team managing and working in team skills, um, a lot of the school. Uh, education does bring some of that sort of team sports but not everyone is into sports and and those those the teaming skills are so important when you get into the workforce because it's there's very few people who are in a situation where it's just you and no one else need no one else talks to you you've got to work that interaction you've got to be able to hone those skills and obviously I imagine three boys I imagine they're fairly close in ages so they're always trying to get one upon each other yeah yeah, there's, there's, but you see that in the workforce as well. Where you get people who are trying to outdo it with each thing and kind of build that. that maybe that's, lack, I suppose, with, with kids, it's that lack of confidence of where they are in, in the pecking order and setting themselves up there. And you get people in organisations who feel like that sometimes. Is it, yeah, uh, and, and Three Boys is a, is a kind of small team as well. Families are yeah. a team as well. Yeah. And my yeah. focus is team magic, team rhythm. Uh, looking at teams and some people say ah, I don't have a team but you're part of a family so yeah those exercises are working in a family as well yeah yeah they are and the dynamics are there and they're changing and different priorities that each of those team members have different likes different dislikes um, and it doesn't um, it, it's it's funny sometimes I feel a bit guilty about using the family analogies but actually it it, it it's not dumbing down those interactions. They're just human interactions, and it, they're just a different, different. Again, it's a different person has a different priority at a different time. Um, sometimes a, a screaming four-year-old has a very specific priority, yeah, and an unhappy forty-year-old has a very specific priority. The fact that the age is irrelevant. It's just about dealing with those priorities, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I I write the team rhythm for for middle managers. Who are yeah. overwhelmed and yeah looking into adulthood you are overwhelmed as well and in middle management you have upper management and and your team and sometimes it's too much and then one exercise is about start with an empty paper to sort out your priorities what is it really what do i want yeah and it's to quite... see all the plot of different um yeah, I'm doing this and this and this and I'm having this role and having them on one piece of paper, it's already blowing you away. Oh, wow, how amazing. That is so much. Yeah, where is my backlog? What what I'm really committed to do? Yeah, 
I can see that. It's, it's something I've been um, in that situation, sitting in my role as a... And most project managers sit in those roles. We're in that, that as you say, that middle manager where you you have the demands of that senior management wanting something delivered or your customer or your client whatever. And then you've got a team who kind of sit... And, and I love what reading the Dilbert col- columns where you get a lot of those where it's kind of... Um, yeah, we've got this problem. The project's late. What we're going to do? We're going to add another project manager, and it's the engineers that kind of go. We could do if we can get rid of all these project managers. We might just get some work done. And you kind of have they are caricatures of the extremities in those docu- in those things. But you, there's a there's a grain of truth in them all the way along, isn't it? It's sometimes you, yeah. And and that I think that's a there's a great picture where you've got a picture of a guy digging a hole, and then you've got about ten people one sat around him. You've got, and it's kind of like you've got all the different names that, oh yeah we, we, uh, we're going to have to get let John go because um, uh, we're going to have to cut back and you've got all these hangers on like uh, and, and it's kind of um, you, that, that's where you sit and I, I remember listening to a podcast one of the first podcasts I got into actually it was two that I was two or three actually four podcasts I started listening to two that were about management and stuff and one was called The Cranky Middle Manager um, uh, by um, oh, I've forgotten his name. I'll remember it in a bit. Anyway, um, he was great. He wrote a book about remote working. Now he doesn't do the podcast anymore, but it was that that person sat in the middle of all of these things and kind of feeling like the, 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 there's, there's a few things that you get frustrated with both ends and, and that overwhelming you want to give your attention to your team you want to give that servant leadership to your team but you also want to be able to make sure that you manage your manager above you and that when you say about being overwhelmed and team rhythm I think that is, is a key thing because you can get those and I've heard it described as um, team rituals and things like that and and some of the agile community bring in a lot of those team rituals which kind of help and I think there are a lot of them uh, a lot of it's bleeding into each other with just general management thing of the habits just the names we're going to hook to them but it's a you you can kind of have that 15 minute scrum and it's actually a morning staff meeting is what it would have been called years ago and it's kind of what we're doing today what's important that kind of conversation Um, and I suppose you've got two books there team magic and team rhythm and you do coaching these teams and get there what what other sort of war stories are always great fun um and i, I like to hear them but what, what was it that that was there something that triggered you wanting to go right i want to look at that i want to help teams i want to coach them what did someone say to you that's a good way we think you'd be good at that what, what was it that made you do that switch from where you were yeah, um, it was a management uh, coaching seminar uh, once I was a project leader in, it was in Malaysia. And the uh, two coaches at that time, they were, were reflecting me back. It's, it's not, uh, people don't appreciate being on time. And I put a lot of energy to be in time with my team as a project leader. Yeah. And it took me really energy. But instead, what what my environment, what my team and manager really appreciated me for was giving them feed forward. And I thought, oh, that's easy peasy, that I just uh, go around, that's my natural attitude, give feed forward to people, say, ah, this is what I appreciate you for. This, uh, if you change that slightly, uh, it, uh, it would improve so enormously our outcomes. 
and they really appreciate me for that. And that is basically coaching or team coaching, basically. That's a great phrase that I've never heard before. Feed forward. As in, is that positive feedback or just from a point of framing it to say it's feed, it's information to be able to do something different? Yeah, it changed the position. Uh, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, he has a kind of nice videos about uh, using feed forward instead of feedback. And I really love that. Marshall Goldsmith is also a mathematician. And it, right. it's about the whole attitude is different. If if you speak about feedback, you're already saying, oh, that's something bad, we're looking yeah. bad in my yeah. history. Oh, somebody will tell me what, what negative uh, I, I was adding here. And I don't like to be con confronted with that word. But if you just look into feed forward, looking into the future, because we only can change the future, yeah. then it's about, ah, I highly appreciate what was done so far. And if you look into the future, if that would slightly change, then what impact it could have. And that is a fun story that is optimizing, that is improving. That's brilliant. I, lo I love that. It's a, I love the framing of it because I, I've heard the... I've seen things where um, the velvet hammer and uh, the... the poo sandwich, the shit sandwich, where people have given feedback, you know, in a manner where they pretend your hair looks nice today, you're rubbish at that, <laughs> oh look at your shoes, and, and pointless, yeah, it, it get kind of, and I, I've, I, still that gets taught in some management stuff, and it is, and I, and I firm believe from talking to, um, uh, listening to the other public manager tools I've talked about many times before, their, their idea of feedback is always this is what you, this is what happened. This is the consequences. Can you do it different? Here's my suggestion. That and that, that and, the, and it's focusing on the going forward, not and it, it's, it's focusing on the consequences of what happened and what to do differently to resolve it. And and again, also a positive from a point of view of it's not just about um, someone does something wrong. It's also when they do something right to say, oh, what you did there was brilliant. When you do it like that, this happens. Great, keep on doing it. And that's, again, it, it, you're feeding the, the future view of what you think they should do to help improve them. And, and, and I think that... Your, still, it's your decision if you want to do that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I run programs like... Um, um, I, they send kind of to six to eight people just those two questions. What do you appreciate... How do you see the value I bring in to our company? And the second question is, how could I add even more from your perspective and yeah. how? So it's related, really. There's an inspiration in it, in the response. And you're asking your colleagues whomever you want to ask. And, and then you get this kind of lots of responses. And if it's all six the same, then it's worth to think about. Yeah, okay, they're all seeing something in, inside me, what I can improve. And it, it's related to even more value I can add to the company or to my environment. Or Yeah, no, it's, it, that's... And I can understand from, from the intro where it's saying about um, in your programs, it challenges people. I imagine in those scenarios where you've got to create a, an environment of of trust 
and an environment where people are willing to be open, which is hard to do. If I have a problem with someone else and something that they do, feeding back to them is a difficult thing to do, feeding forward to them. But what, just saying that when you do this, this is a problem, it's very hard to do. And and I can see how that challenges when you're in that environment, you're a small group of people, right, how best can that person... What, what could they... Because so, it's kind of not... It's not saying negative about it, but it is pulling out the thing that you see as the best of them. And I know when I've had some 360 feedback before now, some of the things that people say about me and think about me, I don't think about myself. I, do you know what I mean? It doesn't fit in my head that that's a priority of what I do. Because sometimes you just do it naturally, don't you? And that is lovely. And I, with those responses, I'm really personally touched because I see such a beauty and wisdom in the colleagues uh, reflecting about this person. And yeah. they are astonished as well. They say, oh, wow, what they see in me. Wow, I'm impressed. They like, of course, appreciations. And then they come to, ah, what I can improve. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. It's brilliant, isn't it? Because it's that, that thing of you do that brilliantly. Actually, if you did this, you could be even more brilliant. And that, that, that kind of onward building, I can see how that, that would be really beneficial. So, why? How did it lead to read it, writing the book, the, or the, the first book, um, uh, Team Magic? What was it? That, what was the catalyst for that? The catalyst for the first book. I love books, <laughs> and. Uh... Yeah, my my um, grandma, she was an English teacher, so I loved English and yeah. And and it was the year I started to become a coach, and I thought, yeah, okay, now it's time to to write it to the book, and uh, and it was a kind of adventure journey writing it in thirty days. There was a program about writing. Oh, it was ninety days. Ninety days writing, ninety days publishing. Uh, yeah. And I'm this structured person who loves programs, <laughs> uh, writing each day a thousand words, and uh, and I love this crea- creative part, and still I love yeah. it again. The second book, uh, because it's it's coaching is beautiful, but then coming back to reflecting about, yeah, what focusing on what are really the tools. What really helps, uh, just reflecting it, bringing it to one book, is, so was that, is a nice... Was, was that a, so to Team Magic, was that a summary of the, the coaching tools and techniques that you were using as part of your day-to-day business? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. At that okay. time, yeah. Cool. And now well, it was time after 11 years to, because the journey, I invented so much more... So many, so many more uh, tools and exercises, and then I wanted to bring music in with the rhythm part to yeah. Cool. To, to, to bring to, something to, fun, fun and light into the world of project management. Yeah, I think there is that. That I think there is a. I can understand that because there are some elements of the. Um, I think I mentioned to you before. I was doing a training program today for some new new people working into this sort of space and it was around our financial review process and whilst for me it's kind of important bread and butter you know what you've got to do when I'm actually presenting it I think it's pretty dry stuff 
It's quite boring. Even if it is about making money, which I kind of used to get a bit more excited about, and not everyone does, I recognise that. Um, uh, but it's kind of it, kind of one of those things you're thinking, yeah, it's actually quite a difficult subject to get people enthused about, and especially when you're doing it as a remote presentation and you can't see people's faces and you're not get and they're all on mute. Um, I was glad I bumped into someone who was had been on it later in the office, and they said they they found it useful. So at least what I've helped one person at least. Um, but I, it was uh, I lost my tra- train of thought there. It was yeah about that you were saying about how it can be a bit dry, um, and and I th- yeah bringing in that alternative view of things and bringing in the analogies and things is great. So um, yeah, t- talk to us a little bit Quite about. A- from choirs or from jazz bands, uh, from yeah, playing. I mean, if, if you see a jazz band, I mean, everybody plays an instrument. We have those trumpets who want to be soloists and first and be seen. And we have us as bass. You you play bass and I play uh, double bass. And we prefer to be in the background, giving the rhythm, giving this stable stability to to the band or wherever we no. play. I tend to want to play lead bass. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there trying to mess up. Uh, everyone's looking at me, stop, trying to stop me messing around most of the time when I'm in uh, practice. So, um, that's the problem. Uh, a bit of an attention seeker, anybody think? Uh, yeah. Podcasts and and stuff like guys, that. It gives those guys the attention they need, and that is in yeah. business the same. I mean, you have those guys uh, who, who want to be seen, who want to be mm. in the spotlight. And who, who need really applause from management or from the team. And there are others who, it's enough for them to serve, to be recognized that they bring value in. They are more the silent guys. And everybody is different, like in a jazz band, plays different instruments. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, so how, tell us a little bit about the book then, the, the, the magic, magic, the team rhythm, sorry. So what, what have you, How's it structured? What's it? What's the thing? Obviously, don't give away the whole thing. They want to buy the book off you. They'll just listen to this. But just give us a taste of the um, maybe two or three of the items in there that people would maybe be able to take today and use, and then yeah. come along and grab it's some. Structured like it's structured like a xylophone. So kind of the first three notes are or tones are, um, yeah, getting in sync getting synchronized, then raising efficiency, which is a more project manager love, loving part, <laughs> getting better, improving, and uh, yeah, learning uh, learning from other areas. And uh, yeah, listening is the first part. It's, it's trust in there as well, but if we, or resolving conflicts. If you look at the listening part, which is one of my favorites, yeah. um, and um, and they, in each in each of the tone there is a cartoon um, which says, okay, this is how how it looks like in chaos or how you don't want it, and and the cartoon who who shows uh, like for example in in trust you see someone in prison, someone locked down. If you don't trust. But yeah. uh, how does a cartoon look like if um, if there is trust in the room? Then ideas can explore, and it's really fun to be part of that team. And if you look into rhythm, for example, there is a cartoon about 
listening and ears and uh, a rhythm exercise so to explore like um, um, one 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 is uh, starting with a rit rhythm like and the other one is repeating that rhythm I mean yeah. we are both um, both playing the bass bass so it would be easy to follow rhythm and here but with a team you see okay how 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 difficult it is to listen to rhythm and to repeat it because once you repeat the rhythm you've got it and then you repeat it and you repeat it and then there's a danger of running into an automatism yeah like it happens with music as well yeah we we and then we think about something different and then we are suddenly out of tune <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's kind of, it's that thing of being being conscious of what you're doing, but not being too, um, uh, what's the word? Too obsessive with being that you've got you've got to be open, haven't you, to to changes? Because obviously with our, with our business and with the changes and with, with businesses, things change, and the rhythm of what needs to be done changes, and the rhythm of each team, you will get a new team member, which immediately. May, they may introduce and get it with the orchestra kind of thing. They may introduce a different instrument into the orchestra that cause it or a different style into the orchestra or into the music that they have that means that things will go and feel a little bit different, I suppose, isn't it? And it's the same with teams that you get those um, interactions and different music flavours depending on the style of the individual as well as the instrument. Well, I hope you enjoyed the first part of the show. Uh, come back next week and uh, listen to the second part. Cheers now. Bye. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. But are you thinking, ooh, I wonder what the next bit's going to be? Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Um, you heard at the beginning of the show where I said uh, there's a way around that. So if you're really itching and you want to hear the next bit of uh, this show, uh, jump down to Patreon, have a look, find the one that's got a little lock on it, click on it, and you'll be able to get the second half uh, along with the first half all together. And you you won't get this annoying bit or the annoying bit at the beginning that i just uh, done as well. Um, so, yeah, give it a go. It's only a price of a coffee. Cheers. the latest uh, affiliate that I've got on the show now is Riverside. Um, I use Riverside to do my interviews, Riverside FM. Um, <clears throat> it kind of offers you a whole, if you like, micro studio management producer tooling and, and, and goes beyond that. Has a really good free layer. <clears throat> and I, um, I've been using it for a while now. I find it really good when I've had issues, even though I'm not on one of the higher paid levels, the support has been quick responsive and, and, and of high quality and, and people keen to help me. Uh, the organisation seems really good, the product seems really intuitive um, and uh, quality is really good as well. And they, it's, it's a clever way of doing it is when you're, you're recording through your browsers so you've not got loads of desktop resources being used compared to some other products that I've used. Um, and what they also do is they do a, um, 
this streamer a lower quality version of it up onto uh, as you're doing the interview so you're not burning bandwidth while you're doing the interview and potentially uh, impacting on the quality of the conversation uh, and then at the end it uploads it uh, the, the higher quality from your browser um, I mean it, it's just a really good way of doing it so um, if you are um, thinking of doing a podcast and you're supposed to do a podcast I, I would recommend using this tool I find it really good best, best of the tools that I've tried using um, today and you can get that nigelcreaser.com slash riverside and that will redirect you to uh, my kickback page uh, on their site and there I will get a little kickback uh, from them. So um, take a look. Thanks. Well, it's goodbye from me, Nigel Creaser, and it's goodbye from him, the Sunday Lunch PM. Goodbye. <laughs>